Welcome, everybody, to the Muzzle is Off podcast, where I am your host, Nakia Monet, and we have a very special edition of the Muzzle is Off podcast tonight. Um, this is something that I like to call the Author's Corner, um, and I like to feature new authors um, to come onto the podcast and give us some insight into a book in which they have written. And tonight, we have Mrs. Fran Rogers-Williams, and she wrote an awesome book. Um, it is entitled... I am just a, a vessel. Welcome, Fran. Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for even coming on uh, to really and truly talk about your book. Um, can you just give us some insight into who you are, Fran? Just let us know who who is Fran Williams. Who is who is she? <laughs> well, Fran is forever uh, a New Jersey girl even though I'm currently living in North Carolina and have been here for about 18 years now. Come on, still, Jersey. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still New Jersey to core. So I'm from New Jersey. Um, I'm uh, the matriarch of my, my family right now. Um, and I am a mother, uh, first of all, a wife. I am a mother. I'm a grandmother. I am a great grandmother. So yes, I um I've been here, like I said, for in North Carolina for about 18 years. I am an alumni of, of Eastside High School from Patterson, New Jersey. So that's where I'm originally from. I currently work in the HR field here in North Carolina. Um, um, enjoyed that. I, I, I just love people, love working with people. I've mentored for many years. Um, just been um, involved in the past in a lot of community activities through school, um, working with seniors, um, se um, senior adults, um, and just trying to be um, as helpful and as vigilant as I could be um, in the community. So that's a little bit about me. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, like I said, welcome and welcome again. Um, <clears throat> what I want to get started with is what was the inspiration behind writing the book, I Am Just a Vessel? Well, I knew for many years that I had um, a story inside of me. I, I went through a lot of different things in my, in my, from my childhood up through um, my adulthood. I, I married very early and, um, and, and started, I've married at 17 years old the first time and um, just went through a lot of traumatizing things that, um, that a lot of people don't always make it through. Um, and, and as I went through those times, even though there were some times that were harder than other times, um, there, there were times that I, like, I, I kept pushing, I kept having faith that there had to be something different. There had to be something better. Um, you know, and, and I would go through my dark times where I, I, I felt like it was over. I felt like it was, you know, time to, to end my life or something like that, to, to make things, you know, better for my children. Um, I, I went through all of that, but, you know, um, at the end, I mean, like I, I kept bouncing back and I kept bouncing back and I was like, wow, you know, my mom ended up saying to me, she said, Fran, you know, you have a book inside of you. She used to tell me all the time. She said, you've gone through more in, in, in my young adult life than she had been through in her lifetime. And, and she just knew, she said, the, the fact that I, I kept bouncing back, she said there was a story to be told. Somebody needed to hear it. And and even through it, me writing that story that, you know, the prayer was that I would get healing as well. So that was what encouraged me to write the book. So it's kind of uh, like cathartic for you. Mm -hmm. And then in order to inspire others as right. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is um, I Am Just a Vessel about? So it, it actually, I'm very transparent in the book. And it, it just talks about different things that I've gone through in my lifetime and how um, God just always showed up for me and how, you know, it, it pretty much expresses. And I, and I talk about from my childhood, from um, being a child and, and, and going through some abuse there um, as a child and then even through my adult life, um, becoming a part of domestic violence. Um, how I just continue to, to just trust in God and how God ended up showing up for me um, every single time. You know, um, I know that there are, are so many that, that don't make it to tell the story, you know, um, but I, I thank God that I, I used to say when I was young all the time, I used to say, I'm one of God's chosen people. I'm one of God's chosen people. I used to say that just in plan, just was not thinking anything about it really. But, you know, as I went to write my book and began to write things down, I, I began to feel that even more in my spirit, how I felt like I was one of God's chosen people. Cause I was like, wow, I've been through some crazy stuff. I, I've been some, so many places I, I shouldn't have been. I've done so many things I shouldn't have done. I've um, seen so many things I shouldn't have seen and, you know, and how I made it through that and, and how I don't look like what I've been through. So that the, the book just talks about that. And it just gives some insight on how real 
God is and, and how that I just, this is the only story I know to tell, you know, and, and, I, and, and, and that's what this book is all about just to, you know, express how real God is and how, if he's allowed these things, allowed me to go through these things and me to be where I am now, you know, I, I'm not the only one. I, I know that God can do the same thing for someone else. So, and God will. And he will. Mm -hmm. So it's more or less like <clears throat> bringing the real life situations that, that occurred right. and showing how God is yet ever so present, even when we feel that we can't see him, even when Absolutely. we feel that we can't uh, feel him, even when we feel like as if his presence is not there. It's bringing That's that right. real life experience to say, no, he's still here. Because look he's at how. Here. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's, that's so true. It's it's just that, um, I, I mean, there's still sometimes, you know, like even after I've written this book that I have to remind myself and I have to go back and I have to, you know, think about different things that I wrote during that time. Because I, when I really got down deep into writing my book, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like my hands started writing some things I didn't even realize I wrote until I went back to read. And I was like, wow, I wrote that. But, you know, I realized how God was speaking through me in, you know, in my writing this book. I knew that this book wasn't just wasn't about me, just about me, but, you know, um, actually giving glory to God. And, and how different things, you know, I ended up writing that it was powerful even to me. There were times when I was writing this book that I had to stop and start shouting, you know, or I had to stop and just start giving God praise because I felt him speaking to me in this book and, 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 um, and my healing taking place as it was going on. So even as you were writing the book, you were being healed. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like as far as, and, and not the specifics as far as the book, but the journey through healing, right? Because mm -hmm. like a lot of, like one, one of the things that my dad had asked me when I wrote my book, I wrote a book, um, The Secret Wives, The Lives That Bind. And he said, Kia, was that cathartic for you? Mm. to find healing as you were, as you wrote it. And I had to tell my dad, I was like, well, daddy, I, I honestly, I wrote the book like two years ago. It's just now I'm just now publishing it. Right. Mm. I said, but when I had to go back and edit it and read through the stuff and read through everything that I wrote, yeah, it definitely was. It was like, okay, now you can put this to rest, to rest right. you know, that's so exactly right. talk about that, that level of a journey when you're writing like that in that, <clears throat> In that, in such a way that it does bring self-healing as well as it's going to bring healing to others as they read through the story. Right, because I, I actually, you know, in in writing, um, there's so many things that's happened in my past life that I have no remembrance of whatsoever. I, I I don't remember half of my teachers that I had in school. Like so many things I have really lost. But there are some things that are pinned. And, and engraved in my head and in my mind. And as I was writing this book and I was writing through some of these things that, that, that actually made my publication, like they, that means they were in my head really deep that they made publication for people, for the world to see, made me know that there were some things that I was holding on to. There were some things that I was still harboring in my heart. There were things that was I was still, you know, holding on to in my head that that I really needed to get past, you know. And so, um, writing this book 
helped me to put that down on paper. People talk all the time about, you know, writing and how, you know, writing just really, really helps. I, I mean, I don't care if you decide, never decide to write a book. It's something about journaling and, and writing down your feelings and your thoughts that allows you to get past that, you know, get past some things. So, yes, I, I, I did. Um, as I was writing this book, there were some things um, uh, like I, I spoke about, about um, that I dealt with domestic violence in my life and how I needed to, to even though I felt like I had forgiven um, the, the people that were involved in that, um, even though I felt like I had forgiven them, there was still a hurt and a pain that was still inside of me. And, and um, as I wrote it down on paper, you know, I was able to see them and actually release it in my head um, in a different way. There was a spiritual connection um, where I was actually able to release it and, and somewhat and not somewhat, but get past it and, and, and was like, all right. I'm okay now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with this. You know, I, I, I realized what happened, you know, but the best part about it was that God brought me through it and he brought me through it for a reason. You know, my life could have ended back then when, when I was going through this domestic violence, because that was the intention of my abusers, you know, to end my life, but it didn't happen because my story needed to be told. And it was, you know, the fact that I was able to put it down on paper and put it in a book for people to read it and to see it, it is to be a blessing to someone else, you know, besides myself. So let me ask you this, because what do you say when, like, when a person might say, what's the point of you writing about it? What is the point of you bringing up old memories? What is the point? How is that healing you to actually write about a situation that was traumatic? What do you say to that? That, that <clears throat> it, it, it gives you a, a sense of peace that you're able to let it go. Like you, it, it, to me, I, um, I, I buried those things in my in my thoughts and in my writing. I, I buried it. I, I put it. I casted it way out into a, a sea of and and I can't say forgetfulness because I can't. I've never forgotten. I still have not forgotten about these things that happened to me in the past. But I can I can truly say that it allowed me to bury it. Um, as I was writing and, 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 um, and, and let some, I let a whole lot of things go. It, it really did. Um, and so the purpose of writing it was to do just that was to, you know, make, I need people to know that, you know, a lot of times people feel like they're the only ones that's going through things. You know, that's the that's the thing right there. They think like, you know, this is only happening to me and um, I'm never going to make it through this. You know, so when they can read, you know, that other people have gone through these things as well and, you know, and, and they made it through it and how, you know, God helped them to to um, get through these different things. Sometimes that that helps to give other people a sense of peace and and um, and and awareness that, you know, it's possible that things can change for you as well. And I believe in that, right? Because at the end of the day, you being able <clears throat> to release it 
from even yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because there, you know, you'll we never forget what happens to us, right. but we can heal beyond the hurt of what happened. Mm -hmm. I might see a scar and I'm gonna remember, oh, when this happened, right? I was five years old and I hit my arm on this, right? And I have mm -hmm. the scar to remember it. But what I don't remember is the pain. Mm -hmm. That's right? right. So I remember the experience of it, but I don't quite remember how much it hurt. So, and I think that sometimes that's where uh, we, we get confused that when people actually write out their story, mm -hmm. right? I'm writing the story, not because I want to keep remembering the pain. That's I'm writing right. the story because I still have a, I, it's a scar. It's that a scar, scar is not going anywhere. It's absolutely not. You know, so I, I have not. this scar and now I'm actually going to write about this scar. But what I'm removing from the scar is the pain of the situation. So I could talk about what happened mm -hmm. and I'm no longer <clears throat> fearful. I'm no longer crying and, and remembering all of the, the bad things and all of that. I have disassociated myself from the actual pain mm -hmm. because I have transformed that pain into power and into That's purpose. Right. So now I can That's speak right. it and I could write it because I'm free from it. And, right. and, and I think anytime we, we write of our story, people misconstrue that. They do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I and so often we could end up allowing that wound to be opened again. You know, we can allow that to possibly happen, but you know, once we've gone through something, then you you you're more aware of how to get through it, I guess, in a different way. And, and like you said, it, it it gives you power to get to that next level. It, it, it's sort of like a, 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 a one of those little energy. I always think of Pac-Man. I'm from way back in the day. But, you know, with Pac-Man, how. Pac-Man used to get, or Ms. Pac-Man used to get those little energy balls to, you know, to become even stronger and more powerful. And, and it's like you, you began to uh, get stronger and, and grow as you go through different things in life. So, you know, it, the, the book has been a blessing. The, and and it's, it may sound crazy sometimes to even say that what I went through was a blessing. You know, it, 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 it brought me to who I am now. And to the person that I am now, and um, and I feel like I learned some very valuable lessons along the way. It's humbled me, you know, um, in so many ways that is it's been amazing how um, how I see um, how I see things now, opposed to how I did so many years ago. And so it's been the book has been a blessing in so many ways. And and that's the truth of the matter because it it literally allows you to go on that journey of mm -hmm. life too to yeah. move beyond where you were and then mm -hmm. you can like literally see like you know what I'm so much better now mm -hmm. than I was before it has literally helped me to see things differently and now look at me now you that's know right. <clears throat> right. it's like the the heal you know a lot of times when we go through certain experiences. It's like the, the broken you gets recognized more than the healed you, mm, right? Isn't that something? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like everyone everyone wants to remember you as the broken person. Mm -hmm. But once you heal, they want to keep reminding you that you were broken. Right. Exactly. For what? <laughs> For what? And then, I, I, and then assume that every time you open your mouth is because you're still broken. Mm, 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 right. 
I can speak now because I'm healed. When I was broken, I had no words. That's right. So true. Yeah. So true. That Did you experience any of that? Like when you, cause when, when you first put, put your book out. That, that people kept looking back at the, the other side of me. Well, this is my thing. Um, Nakia, I, I have never been in like a huge amount of relationships. So, you know, if things were being said or, you know, or whatever, uh, about me, um, um, during this time, I, I'm sure some some incidences that I wrote about in my book, I'm sure didn't make people happy. In fact, you know, um, I was confronted about some of those things, but I made it very clear, you know, in my book in the beginning that, you know, in, in me writing this book, that I had already forgiven all of the people that caused me pain that it, this was not about to make anybody look bad at this time or whatever. I didn't mention any names, but the people that read it, I'm sure they knew that it, you know, that it was about them. But my thing was, it, it wasn't about them and making them look bad. It was about, you know, me getting past the hurt of what um, they had caused, you know, and, and even some instances that, uh, some hurt that I may have caused. So I asked forgiveness as well as, you know, being very clear that I had forgiven anyone that had caused me any hurt, you know, um, in me writing this book. So I, I, I was okay. And, and I believe that, um, that it did, that this book did cause some, some relationships to, um, I don't know. It, it, it may have caused some, uh, some relationships to, to stay away even more. Um, because some people that were talking to me at the time, you know, when I wrote the book, you know, didn't talk to me as much afterwards, but it's okay. You know, it was okay because anybody that couldn't understand what this was about, you know, um, may not have needed to be in this space with me anyway. And that's the sad part about it. It's like, <clears throat> why can't we maintain relationship right. even after the fact? You mm -hmm. know, what I'm doing is for me. It's not for you. Mm -hmm. It's not for your benefit. It's for me. It's for me, right. And if you truly are supportive or, you know, a friend, family, mm -hmm. whatever the case, and you're going to support me through, through this. as I release what I need to release so I can move, you know, beyond where I'm at. You're absolutely. I so would. after you released the book and everything, mm -hmm. how did you feel? Oh man, it was a, it was an amazing feeling because I, um, I started this book, like I was given this book in my mind back in 2000, um, I want to say, I always forget the exact date, but it was around 2012, 2012. That's when it was. 2012 is when I was first given this book, it, the, the title of it and, and where I just knew I wanted to write a book and that I needed to write a book. But in 2012, I was at a T.D. Jakes con um, Woman Thou Art Loose conference. And there was Cheryl Brady was speaking at the time. And she was talking about, it's in you, it's in you. And I remember the Holy Spirit just really coming down upon me during that time, gave me the title to my book, what I needed to write about and everything, um, started giving me chapters I needed to add in my book and everything right there at that conference. And I went through this, I started writing the book, came back home all hyped and excited. And then I, something happened. And I, I, I say that I, it caused a, a spiritual abortion. 
um, what I had inside of me um, actually left, like everything left. And I ended up not picking my book back up again until like 2016. And, and that's when I started writing again. But at that time, I was given a deadline that it had to be done by December 31st, 2016. So that deadline so, helped you push. Yes. So I began to write that book. You know, I kept hearing in my spirit that you're going to have this baby. You're going to have this baby and, and, and you're going to have it by December 31st. And so I began to write this book and um, that I love to tell this story that the night that I, fin I finished writing my book, December 31st, it was about 11.50 at night. Like that's how close I was. And um, after I finished writing the book, I put it down. I said, okay, that was it. And um, I began to have this pain, this pain in my body, like it was crazy, horrendous. Like it started in my back. It was all throughout my stomach. And I was out of town at the time when I, when I finished this book, I was out of town. And so my husband and I were at a hotel and he was in the bathroom. So I couldn't go to the bathroom. I didn't know, I didn't know if I need to use the bathroom. I didn't know what was going on. The pain was excruciating. And um, to make a long story short, I, I just began to get in positions and stuff on the bed and just trying to make the pain go away. And after the pain subsided and I sat down, my husband came out the bathroom. I said, I don't know what just went on just now. I said, but my, something crazy went on in my body. And the Holy Spirit immediately spoke to me and said, you just birthed your baby. And what I was experiencing was labor pains. And it was so powerful to me. I knew everything in me that this book was supposed to be. I knew it. I knew it. There was nothing else that could be said. And I knew that I did what I was supposed to do. And God was making connection with me. And he knew and he wanted me to know that I was right there when you had, when you um, completed this book as you were told to do. And it was amazing. So after writing this and, and finishing this book, I felt a power like never before. Like I felt like I felt like this amazing person. Like you couldn't tell me anything. Like I was just totally excited by what happened. So um it, it was an awesome feeling. It really like was. It is finished. I have a I have accomplished this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it was, it was really good. And, um, and just really still trying to get to that place again, because I want to write more, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, trying to get to that place where I can find a peace and a, and a still in my mind to begin to write again. And, um, I want to experience that feeling all over again. I really do. So. Ain't nothing to it, but to do it. That's right. Just, gotta... <laughs> just get their pen and paper and start yeah, yeah, going just right. Just start going, just start writing, just mm -hmm. start doing as I do. I, when anytime I write, it's like I gotta do a total brain dump. Whatever's mm. in here, I gotta do, I gotta dump it out. Dump it. So I'm just gonna write it. Yeah. And let editors figure out how to piece it all together and make it look pretty, <laughs> right? I'm just gonna write it. I'm a writer. So I'm gonna write it and then let the editors piece it let all together. Let them piece it together. Yeah. See that? That was the difference with me. I self-published this book. So 
I um I went through, you know, I did everything to from start to finish. And um, you know, first time ever. And, you know, of course, after I wrote the book and I published it, and um I felt like I had already read it 50 times already, yes, but I published do. it. And then when I read it again after I had sent it out, had sent it to people, I went back to read the book. I said, Oh my goodness, I can't believe all these typos in here. And I went back and I did it again, you know, um, and, and just kept doing it until I finally had it to where I needed it to be. But those people that got my first copies, I know they were like, <laughs> they were like, wow, she got a lot of typos in here. <laughs> and that's okay. Cause that, cause it happens, mm-hmm. you know, that happened, uh, that happened to me with the, the first bat, the first, I want to say with the first batch of my books, that came, um, <clears throat> people read it and they were like, Nikia, you know, this says this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I went back in, I edited it. I, um, changed some things up, repushed it back out. And I just told them, I was like, um, I'll get one. When I get this new batch, I'll just, I'm going to switch out y'all books. So and that's what I did. I switched, I switched, I switched out the books because I'm like, you don't, you don't, you, you don't want anyone to have a book that is that that is that ain't uh properly edited, right? right you don't want right. you you don't you don't want two and A and then it's not even making sense coming <laughs> behind each other, you know. Right. And just in it because because for some when they when when they read it like that and they read things that that um, you know are grammatically incorrect, right. um, it literally can throw them completely off to the entire message because they're just stuck on the fact that that didn't make any sense. Why would you do, you know? Right. Then right, you have right. an editor. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> Editors are human. Right. They make mistakes. Even some of, some of y'all New York Times bestselling books got editing issues. Okay. Don't come for me and mine. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it was, it was, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, Cause even for the format, even for the format of like the inside of my book, I I I I went on um where I go, I went on Fiverr and found someone to format it for me. Oh okay. Yeah, like there there were there were so many different um phases of the book process <clears throat> that I learned putting out um putting out my book. So I was just like, this is a very interesting process. Mm. You learn a whole lot about um you know publishing and stuff like that. So the fact that you self published your book is even better because you learned it all. You learned how yeah. to get your ISBN number. You learned mm-hmm. how to, you know, get, get the copyright and do it. Cause you know, I don't know if anyone out there is an author, but your book has to be copywritten. That's like right. you, you can't just put a book out just cause you want to put a book out. No, nice. you need to pay that good hundred dollars and get That's a copyright, right. <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> and there's just so much more to it. And truth be told, cause I self-published my book as well. I just paid someone to edit it and do the cover and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I'm, I, <clears throat> I didn't know how to do it. Like I'm not an editor. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can spot simple grammatical stuff, but fluidity between a book, I'm, I'm that that's not my thing. So, um, I paid somebody to do that or whatever. And, um, you know, and she still walked me through everything else that I needed to, you know, figure out. Like she did my cover. The cover was dope. The way she pieced the cover together just by her reading the book was dope. You just, you meet so many different people when you're in this process of publishing and writing a book. So it's good that you actually were able to do it all yourself. So it's like, you know the process, like, all right, I got (laughs) to pick a book cover and I got to do this and I got to do that. So you already know it. So now you you just got to write book number two. 
I do, and I, but I don't want to self-publish this time. I want to I want to get that experience of meeting other people out there that know how to do the different parts and pieces and pull it all together for me. So that's what my next experience is going to be having someone else right. do all the all the work, so all that extra work. So I'm looking forward to it, though. I really am. I, no, um, I think it'll be good. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Letting people, you know, the the message behind a book, I am just a vessel, right? Letting people know that at the end of the day, who I am is a willing vessel for God to use. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, at the core of me, I am a willing vessel for God to use. To use me. You know, and to use me for what? To shed light upon who? Everyone that I encounter, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we miss that in life. And as we go through life's experiences, sometimes our light <clears throat> can be dimmed a little bit, right? That's right. Um, and one thing that I know, like how God was able to help me with my life was to say, when I was little, we saw this thing, um, we went to camp, it was called Scripture Safari. And it's so crazy, you know, people, you know, when you see the beginning of, um, what's the name of the movie? What's Love Got to Do with a teen, Young Tina Turner? She's yeah. singing, this mm-hmm. little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Right. right. <laughs> as a kid, when you grow up, you know, in church, we went to scripture safari as a day camp. So um, those are some of the songs that you learn, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Mm -hmm. But you don't understand what that light is until you get older, right? Because as a kid, you think it is a real light, right? Although you understand Jesus is the light of the world. You sing all these songs as a kid, but it begins to make sense as you get older and you realize that you are the embodiment of Christ, right? And yeah. if you are the embodiment of Christ and you walk with God and God walks with you and you carry of his spirit, his spirit is the light, right? So this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let the spirit of God shine through me in each and everything that I do and what I say and how I encounter people and how I interact with people, even in how I allow people to experience me, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we go through life experiences where that light begins to dim. It does. You know, and then it's like, okay, now how do I get this light back? Mm -hmm. You know, God, you know, you're not, you haven't left me. Your word tells me that your word tells me that you shall never leave. You shall never forsake me. Your word tells me that you are a present help in the time of trouble. trouble, Your word tells me, you know what I'm saying? That basically, shoot, I have 10,000 coming against me here, 7,000 coming against me here, but Mm -hmm. Just with your sword, you will strike strike them down. So if I know this in my heart, right, I know this, but why is my light dimming, Mm -hmm. right? And then it can dim because we're experiencing life. That's right. And and, and we just have to, we have to constantly um, keep reminding ourselves of, of the fact that, you know, that you know, what God has brought me through before, like he, he did it before and he could do it again. Sometimes we sort of, we sort of lose sight of, of the power of God and, and, and the glory of God. When things start to dim, I, I mean, there's still times right now that I have to remind myself, you know, girl, why are you feeling sad today? You know, like, why, why, why are you upset about this? You know, when, when you know that, you know, all you have to do is trust God and, and just believe God and leave this, you know, in, in God's hands and, and everything is going to turn out for the good. You know, there's been so many times, I can't think, there's been so many times um, I remember like back when I was raising my daughters and, and alone at the time and how there were um, times when we didn't have any food to eat. 
you know, and, and I just get on my knees and pray and I'd be like, God, you know, I'm working so hard. I don't know what else I can do right now, you know, but I need you to please provide for my family, you know, and please, I don't want my children to go hungry tonight, you know, and how people would show up at my door with groceries, like out of the blue, you know, or how I would, you know, fast for a time and I, and I would fast and I'd be like, God, you know, I, I really, this bill has to be paid, God, and I don't know how it's going to happen. But you said in your word that all I had to do was come to you and ask, you know, and it shall be given, you know, and just knock and, and the door would be open. You said this in your word, God, and you said that your word would not return until you void, you know. So if you said this, this is all I have to stand on. This is all that I have to trust and believe right now and I'm going to do that and I'm giving this to you and and how I go out to my mailbox and there'd be a check out there that I never expected to be there you know and so so many times you know God has just shown himself to me over and over and over again you know in, in my time of humbleness and just trusting him and believing him I know I I've had um, boards in my house where I've written down things that I, I need God to take care of. Or I, you know, I'm just praying and I'm trusting, I'm giving this to God and believing it. And how I go back after a month's time and I'm like, well, I got to scratch that off and I can scratch that off and I can scratch that off because God already done fixed it. I ain't even paying, wasn't even paying attention to that. It's already been taken care of, you know? So God is just so powerful and I just, you know, my experience, my growing and um, in Christ has been just amazing. My my spiritual journey and, and my walk. It's just, you know, I just want to want people to be able to, especially people that knew that that friend before to be able to to see me now and, and, and be able to immediately tell that she's so different than, you know, than what she was. And um and and pray that it be a blessing to them to see that. And I'm sure that it, it really and truly is, right? Like at the end of the day, as as we grow, those around us watch the growth in us, mm -hmm. you know. And like I like I know even for myself, a lot of um people that are <clears throat> in my core so circle, they're just like, Nikia, you've just grown so much over like, you know, these last five, six years, right? Like I remember. But now to see you now, to see you blossoming, to see you doing all the things that, you know, you really set out to do. And I mm -hmm. think that we let our life speak, right? That's all right. My life shall tell my story, you know. And one of the things that I realized is that in life, we tell a story of what happened. Mm -hmm. But our life continues on to give the story of what is yet still to come. Every day that we live, we're, still, right. we're living for what is still yet to come. Mm -hmm. So every day we're creating for what is yet to come. So like today I've created for tomorrow. Tomorrow I will create for the next day and the next day. And every day that we build upon that, that's how we are to build upon life, mm -hmm. creating, you know. And I think that sometimes uh, when our light dims, we fail to create. So then we stay in the cycle. That's right. Where we can't see, you know, we've lost vision. Mm -hmm. We've lost hope. We've lost the light, you know, and now we're in the cycle and we're like, wait a minute, why am I here? What is going on? And then like you said, God will just show up. Yep. Just show up. Just show up. Yeah. 
and be the provider, mm -hmm. be the sustainer, be the comforter, be the way maker, all of that, be the problem solver. Be the restorer, be the redeemer. Like he just, he shows up again, again, <laughs> you know, and again, again. Just, right. Just like he's already done before, you know, and, and then we have to be like, that going on, you know, like I, I, crazy of me that I, I, I didn't trust and believe this, you know, to, to, to know that, you know, I, I allow myself to go through that sad and that dark and that, that, that deep moment, you know, where I'm sitting around worrying and, and being frustrated, you know, when all I had to do was just trust, believe, and just wait, just sit back and wait and let God do what he do, you know, like he's always done before. So. And then like the magicalness of it is the fact that, you know, he makes himself present ever again, mm -hmm. right? So there's never a time where we have to question, is he here because he's here? You know, even in the quiet moments, he's yet and still here. There's mm -hmm. some, there's, you know, they always say there's some lessons that you're going to have to learn in when, when God is quiet, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you have to learn those, right? Because at the end of the day, he's just like, I've, 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 I've given you the wisdom. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you the, <coughs> the, the, the intelligence. I have given you the word. So now I need you to just apply it now. You mm -hmm. got to apply it. And I got to sit back and watch what you do. Mm -hmm. But then there are other times when he's just like, okay, I know you. you all right. Here I come. I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't even worry. I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's in, it's in both those times that we, that we recognize that we are not our own. That's right. You know, and, and, and that we are equipped, you know, that we are able you know, and, and that we have the knowledge based on the know-how to go and search and to go get, you know, mm -hmm. I think, I never forget, there was a certain, there was a time I would hear people say, I'm just waiting for God to bless me with a job. And I would be like, well, did you apply to any? Right. No. <laughs> well, how are you going to bless you with something that you ain't apply for? Right. It's just going to drop out the sky. How does mm. it work? Mm. How does it work? God is going to give me a house because the prophet said God is giving me a house. How your credit? Mm, exactly. Not good. What house is he giving you? <laughs> Where do you it's work? Amazing. I don't have a job. What car is he giving you? Mm, 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 mm. And sometimes I think that sometimes we place a lot of unrealistic expectations on God mm. and then wonder why and then say he ain't provided. Mm -hmm. It ain't real. No, your expectation wasn't real. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. So so true. <clears throat> and sometimes we got to deal with that. Sometimes we have to deal with our own self. And I think that through the journey of I am just a vessel, we then learn how to deal with ourselves. Yeah, we do. Our decision making, mm -hmm. you know, our choices, you know, what we decided that quite possibly wasn't God's decision for us, but right. it was a road that we decided to take. And and how often do we go before God to to seek out, you know, um, advice or, you know, so often we are in our own headspace and, you know, and we get caught up in what we feel is right, you know, but how often do we go to God and, you know, and just seek out some, you know, some answers as to if this is the way that, 
you would have me to go, God, you know, um, give me, please allow me, give me direction and, you know, and help me to understand where I need to be or how I need to be right now, or, you know, what steps I need to take, you know, so often we just, we jump out there and we do things on our own without consulting God. And then, you know, and then we wonder so often why things turn out the way that they do. Um, um, I, there was one little part in here that I I wrote in my book Mm -hmm. that I I love um, talking about, um, that, um, let me see where it starts at right here. Stop expecting God to keep sending you blessings and you keep doing what you want to without consulting him, without praying or spending any time with him. That's like being married to one person and expecting them to take care of you, but you living with someone else. That's not fair to God. That, right. and, 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 and that's what it's like, like, you know, like we, we're <clears throat> expecting these things all the time, but we expecting it to, to just happen out of happenstance, you know, and, and that we, we put no effort whatsoever to, to making those things happen or, or, or not glorifying God in any kind of way. And I, and I, I say to, um, to end that paragraph, I said, um, I said, so if it's too difficult, it seems too harsh to live by the rules and the regulations laid out for us in the word of God, then it's your choice. But don't be mad at anyone but yourself when your return is just what you deposited. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Zero dollars. Nothing. Zero, zero, zero. You know, you haven't deposited anything. Don't expect, you know, don't get upset with anyone, you know, when you don't get anything in return, you know, so... Be upset with yourself. Right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Be upset with yourself. Say, self, I messed up because I didn't put nothing in and I expected mm-hmm. a whole lot out. Mm-hmm. Be upset with you. That's so true. Y'all going to stop blaming God for the things <laughs> you ain't put in. Okay. Yep. And we have, we, we're allowed to, I mean, he gives us that, that, op- that option to make choices in our life, which he's such an awesome God, you know, but he also gives us the tools to make the right choices, you know, so we have so many things in our favor, you know, and we just have to, we have to use those tools and we have to, we have to get past, um, it's just so many different things that I have learned. You got to get past us. That's exactly it. Us, ourselves ourself and that battlefield of that mind that mind will mess you up it definitely will (laughs) Mm -hmm. it will mess you up so you know that's what we have to get past and sometimes i just have to you know i just seriously have to get up and 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 pray and and sometimes even before you know like i'm on my way to work i'm like i'm already i'm praying and i'm asking god to to be with me help my thoughts and 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 um, the things that I'm feeling, and and you know different things that I may be going through. Um, it's just giving recognition to God, and, and you know, and and realizing that He's He's real, and and um, that we can go to Him and cast our you know cast our cares upon Him. Um, Proverbs twelve and fifteen says that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, Sometimes we just, we have to just stop being a fool, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, and, get and stop thinking way. that we, we got this all figured out. Yeah. 
no. and, and be willing, ready, and, and receptive of yes. advice, That's right. of help, mm-hmm. you know, of possibly a different direction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we are, we can be our own worst enemy mm-hmm. when it, when it comes down to how do we move forward in life. And, um, we, we have to learn how not to do that. You That's know, right. we, we, we like our own thoughts, but when someone else comes to us with, with, with a thought, it's no, nah, I need to understand this, that, and the third. <laughs> I need to, and it's like, okay, go, <laughs> go through the motion of the understanding and then come back and see what you see, what it is, you know? Right. And, a, and a lot of the times, most times we'll talk ourselves out of something that could be great. I'm sorry. Which is sad, but you know, and then that becomes the, that becomes its own life experience, right? Mm-hmm. That becomes right. some that that becomes your other part of the story, you know? right? <laughs> exactly. That becomes a darn almost, and then no, you know, and 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 it's okay because the, these are the things that we have to learn in life that we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna stumble, we're gonna fall, we're gonna trip, yeah. you know, we're gonna stub our big toe, we're gonna stub the little pinky toe and, mm. and cuss once <laughs> we hit it, right? Because it's gonna hurt. <laughs> You know, but at the end of the day, it's all part of the growing process of life. That's right. And we're yet still growing, you know. And so as long as we're continuing to grow from yesterday into tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you good. Just keep growing. That's why I keep keep telling people, I'm like, as long as we're moving forward, we good. Mm -hmm. That's right. If we keep going in a circle, something wrong. Something is wrong. If you still, if you, if something that you're doing is causing the same t- terrible results, then it's time for you to switch up. It's time, time for you to grow. For you, for you to grow, and 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 I mean, it's uh, it's not about going through stuff that I I say. It's about growing through it. You have to. You have to. You, you can't keep going around in circles. And, and thinking that you're still doing things right. It's something that you're doing wrong and you need to grow and figure this out. It's time to grow up and become mature people. Yes. You, you know, said that grow up. Grow, grow up. up. That's right. Grow that up. That's what she said. Grow up. That's it. That's what it's time to do that. You know, I'm, it's, it's crazy. I have, you know, family members and and. Pray they listening to this right now. That's constantly coming and 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 still years. This started off years ago, and you still coming and you asking for money. You know, you still asking. You know, can't even get through a week. You know, uh, of taking care of your business. You know, and you still asking for money. But let me not have that available, and then you know. Then I'm I'm something else, you know. Or are you upset with me? Are you feeling like family not looking out for you? But it's like you're still in the same spot that you were years ago, you know. Like it's something wrong. You need to figure this thing out. Like it's time for some tough love right now. Is is this is crazy? Lay it on them. Top. When yes, you know. So it is. It's really bad. And um, but I, I said I all I can do is is um. Is be an example, you know that that's what that's what my goal is right now to be an example, and 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 try to be a blessing through the way that I live my life, um, to others. Like be a blessing to them, and as they watch me, you know. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's what that's what I'm hoping, and I'm I'm praying that you know this book will get into the right hands of 
of people that will be able to get something from this and and be able to um to use it and apply it in their life. So I believe so. Mm-hmm. And I, I put so um just in case anybody doesn't know, I put the link uh to the book. It's in it's in the comments. I also put the name of the book in the comments. So it is called I am just a vessel. It is by Fran Rogers Williams. It is on Amazon. Order the book because if you do find yourself in a place where you feel stagnant, order the book. Mm-hmm. If you find that you need, you know, some a little extra help to give you that push to grow and push past where you at, order the book. You know, because sometimes all we need is a little push, a little nudge. You know, just a little like ah. Move forward, please, mm-hmm. and thank you. Just, <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, and, and <clears throat> what I don't want for anyone is sometimes uh, that nudge turns into pain because you stood too long, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So don't get the nudge that hurt. <laughs> get the, eh, let's move forward, okay? That's right. Time, you just, eh, just move forward. Now, if you get that nudge, that'd be like, that's your fault, cause I don't warn you <laughs> not to get that nudge. I don't warn you about that nudge. That that nudge is not the good nudge, okay? <laughs> the little, eh, I think you need to move forward past beyond where you're at. You know, you want that nudge. That's all I'm That's saying. Right. That's right. You don't right. want the slap. You don't want that nudge, okay? That's right. I had that. You don't want that nudge. You hear what I'm saying? You want the nudge that that that's like you you want the nudge that's warning you saying this don't feel right something is off mm-hmm. when you feel something is off follow the something is off if it's off it's off it, it ain't it's no off. just like Cardi B said if it's up then it's stuck if it's off it's off right. it. <laughs> stop sticking around and you feel the things is off it's off mm-hmm. it's just off move eh, no off thank you out that's it period because people ain't they ain't gonna do numbers show you why it's still off. Mm-hmm. So true. I mean, so however, true. if you stay, just write a book about it when you come out. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Write a book about <laughs> it. There you go. I um I, I saw this this Pinterest um one time there was a pen and it said we were never created to live depressed, defeated, guilty, condemned, ashamed, or unworthy. We were created to be victorious. And, and so we have to move in that. We have to trust and believe in that, keep that in our heads, keep that in our hearts and in our minds and, and just look forward to being victorious, you know, and, and just trusting and believing that we can, we can give things to God and not so much have to worry about, you know, I, I always say, you know, if you're going to pray about it, then don't worry about it. If you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. it. Those two things just don't go together. You, you do one or the other, you know, and, and I really like the results of praying about something and not worrying about it. I like the results of that. It, it always turns out good. It always turns out good. Well, that's good. I don't. I do both. Mm-hmm. So I do too. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say that I don't. Look, but I do then, both. Right. <laughs> I do too. I promise you, I do. But it's when I decide that you know what, I'm gonna let that go. When I finally get that in my head, no, yeah, just that's let it go. Like, just let piece, it go. I'm, I'm like, pre- okay. It's a peace. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing. But yep, and I still next week or next month, I find myself 
I'm worrying about something again. And you the know? Lord knows it. And then, and, and then, then, then we finally say, all right, you know what? It's okay. Right. It's, it's, and then boom. I, and I come back. I get, I come back. You know, it's a blinder. It's a blinder that's put on to just, you know, to keep us stagnant or, you know, keep us in a place. But, you know, when um, I, I, I like that, that saying about, you know, when I put my feet on the floor in the morning, I, I, I want to feel like the enemy say, Dag, she up again, you know, because I, I just I want to feel that power. Now, that's the up that stuck. OK, <laughs> right. That's the up that right. stuck. Right. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what that's what I want to happen. So. I like that. <laughs> so do you have any final thoughts to just leave people like with regards to you, the book, healing, moving forward, all of that? Well, hopefully I've, I've summed it up in, in something that I've said um, throughout, um, you know, this actual podcast. I just truly pray that you will get the book that that people will get the book that you will not just read the book but you will tell others about the book you know and that it will be a blessing to you and and to others um there is so much in here there's um a whole lot of meat for you to get from this you know and and it might even be some bone that you leave behind but i promise you by the time you're finished reading this book you're going to be full with with something and there's going to be something that you're going to be able to take from this and um and and it be a blessing to your life so i just pray that you you get it and that's what it is and i pray mm -hmm. that everyone does truly support uh miss fran with her book i am just a vessel understanding that we are all just vessels in which in whom god uses in order to do what spread his light, spread his joy, spread his peace, spread his love, spread his wisdom, spread his knowledge, spread his insight, okay. even spread the comfort of God. This is what we are here for. That's what we're so here for. Purchase the book. I am just a vessel and allow God to use you in the way in which he chooses to use you. Like Fran said, from when she was little, she just knew I am God's chosen. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so when you recognize who you are and you know who you are, that you are God's chosen, you could walk around and say, if you are one, if you walk around and say it just like that, I am God's chosen. Mm -hmm. okay? I'm one of God's chosen people. That's right. one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And can't that's, nobody take that from me. That's okay? right. Cause I'm yet still his. Mm -hmm. And when you know your identity in him, it don't matter what anybody else says. Or that's right. I am. Because I began it with I am. Mm -hmm. If he say I am, then I am, and that I am is in me. Therefore, mm -hmm. I am. I am. Amen. That's okay. right. Okay. God's mm -hmm. chosen. That's right. Period. The end. Mm -hmm. And with that, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for coming thank on you. the Muscles of Podcast and sharing with us your story. Thank, thank you, you so much for sharing with us your book, sharing with us your experience. Even tonight, presence of God is yet here. Yes. So yes, I thank you mm -hmm. for coming on here and just spreading all of the goodness that you have, your joy, your light. It radiates through even the computer. So awesome. I know anybody that is going to uh, listen to this afterwards or watch it, um, that they are truly going to be blessed by your words, you know, um, and, and feel comforted to know that, you know what, I was in that situation too. And God always showed up for me. And thank you for being transparent in the book. 
to give the people exactly what they need. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Nakia, for having me. You are welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you come back with this second book. You All know, right. Contact awesome. me. Come back on the Mother's Love Podcast. And I will be glad to have you on here. And we can talk about that journey, too. That's how to, right. The okay. second book journey. Listen, because it works. All the, every book that you write is a journey through 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 the mind into the onto that paper. And then into the masses, into the hands of the people to be what? Healed, restored, set free, that's delivered. That's what we do. When we write, that's what we're doing. That's you know, right. so thank you so much. Tune in, y'all, next week to the Mothers of Podcast. We're going to be back on uh Wednesday. We are sticking with the, the whole theme for this month. It is Black History Month, and we are showing all of our great black people and everything, all the accolades, all the accomplishments that we are doing. So next week. We're going to have a special treat from uh, Mr. Fashion himself, and I can't wait to have him on um, because he is another young Black entrepreneur, and he does so much as a creative director, stylist, and all this, everything that he does is just great. So he'll be on next week, and we're going to talk all things fashion, all things creative, all things things that we need to talk about because um, I think it's important that we begin to project the image that we want to project. And that means physical appearance is part mm -hmm. of the image that we want to project. That's so right. we're going to have him up on here next week. I can't wait um, <clears throat> to talk about all things fashion. So once again, thank y'all for tuning in tonight. And until next week, y'all, good night. Good night. <laughs>